This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Great day for talk radio. It's Friday, made it to the tail end of the week. And uh, I say that with emphasis now. It used to be sort of just a colloquial thing, but uh, boy, oh boy, we're listed day to day. I'm noticing two more COVID-19 deaths in Ontario. We're up to 18 now. We're going to pass uh, 1,000 cases imminently. Uh, we're at 993 now, so far confirmed. And uh, some of these test results, I guess, slow to come back. I was talking about uh, there's a testing, a company making testing kits uh, up in Ottawa and uh, looking to crank out within a, a week or two if they get the clearance about a million on a weekly basis. We can certainly use that because more people that get tested, uh, it takes away a lot of the question marks concerning who's infected, who has been, who's cleared, you know, the 14-day period and so on and so forth, uh, which might all stand us in better stead because I guess uh, information and knowledge is power and uh, takes away a lot of the guesswork. Insofar as everybody now walking on eggshells and just hunkering down at home, uh, there's a bunker mentality. There's no question about that. And we know that that's kind of the operative phrase or practice. It's also uh, told a lot of people out of the pool, the party's over. Well, uh, one party has decided they're going to delay their leadership uh, campaign. June 27th was the date for the Conservative Party of Canada. Now they've decided to uh, suspend that for the time being. John Capobianco knows more about these matters. He's a senior VP and senior partner and national practice lead for public affairs in Fleischman Hilliard's Toronto office. And he's joined the Oakley Show this afternoon. John, how are you doing and how, how are folks in the office doing, by the way? I'm doing well, and I'm like you. I'm glad it's Friday, John. But, uh, no, our office is shut down. We've uh, we've instigated a uh, work-from-home policy two weeks ago, so there's no one in the office. We're all working from home and, and all keeping healthy and safe. All right. Uh, touch wood on that because, you know, obviously uh, we don't want anybody playing fast and loose since so many are already kind of sacrificing uh, because of the disruption in their lives. It only takes, uh, you know, a handful of people or a small percentage to upend the apple cart. Hey, tell me about the conservative leadership uh, race now. You've got four people who've thrown their hats into the ring and met the requirements, uh, but the thing is suspended now. It's not going to go ahead June 27th. Do they have a target date after that? No, they don't, John. I think what they've done, and I think, quite frankly, it was the right decision to do. You know, I know that uh, they were there was a lot of pressure mounting from some areas with respect to trying to trying to push it off and cancel. I know there was at least two candidates of the four, uh, namely Peter McKay and Leslie Lewis, who were saying basically, "Look, we got the rules in place, the dates picked, let's carry on." And the other two, led by Arnold Toole, who was basically saying, "Look, you know, we've we've got to put all our resources and all our attention towards trying to resolve this this." COVID issue, and he, in fact, went even further and said that he was going to release his staff uh, and his uh, volunteers to go and help uh, any way they can. So the, the pressure was mounting, and I think the party was waiting to see how this was going to evolve, because the date for the convention was uh, June 27th, or the, week, the last weekend of June, and they were hoping that, you know, maybe by by March, April, they would have seen some level of, of flattening of the curve, and things might have changed, and they would have gotten the better side of, of this issue, but uh, uh, the fact that that didn't happen, I think they made the only decision that they could, which was to delay it, and they said that they're going to review it um, after uh, May 1st and see what, what they're going to do by way of picking the new date. Hey, and speaking of leadership, uh, how would you assess the leadership in this country, in this province, concerning the handling of this whole ordeal? You know, Start with the feds. How would you... I would say, I would say, generally speaking, pretty good. You know, we're seeing a lot of the polls showing uh, very positive 
for not only the Quebec Premier, who's getting huge amounts of, of approval, um, but the uh, but the Ontario Premier uh, as well, and, and certainly the Prime Minister. I think the Prime Minister made a, a bit of a gaffe this uh, this week with uh, with this uh, power grab that uh, that the opposition parties uh, caught him on. Uh, and he had to reverse his uh, his decision on with respect to um, you know giving himself and the government extra spending and, and taxing powers beyond September of this year, but going into 2022, uh, uh, and then they had to backtrack on that. And I think that was sort of ill-advised, and, and I was glad to see that they backtracked on it. Uh, but it, didn't, it took the opposition parties and the opposition leader to have to actually do that, uh, and um, you know, and then I think that's what what I think might have caused them some problems. But I also saw that he backtracked on this 10 percent. Um, uh, wage subsidy uh, that was being criticized, and uh, and now it's gone back to 75 percent, which uh, which I think is is getting a lot of people um, um, uh, feeling a bit better about it. I guess it also begs the question, though, uh, what took them so long? I mean, the 10 percent uh, right off the hop, a lot of us just kind of looked at each other, and uh, I guess you were part of that too last week when we were talking about it in the um, the panel discussion. It's not going to cut it. It's not enough. It's not going to see people over the hump. So uh, there's quite a disparity. Taking it from 10% to 75, it's like suddenly uh, they realized it was just so inadequate. But all right, uh, better late than never, I suppose. Closer to home, Doug Ford. Uh, yesterday, many people are lauding the fact that he went sideways on Pusateri's. I mean, they say it was, uh, this is the store now, that it was just a mispricing by some underling or whatever, but 30 bucks for Lysol swipes, uh, and he just went nuts at the presser. He looked really authentic and passionate about that, and uh, when he's off the teleprompter, it certainly accrues to his benefit, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Uh, you know, without a doubt, I think I think he has been, uh, there's a number of stories about how, uh, from, from reporters and, and uh, other uh, groups who have said that uh, the Premier's been doing phenomenally, and it's because he's showing his authenticity. He's out there talking about it. He means what he says, uh, and he's not missing words. He's going off script on some of the stuff, and when he sees something that, like the Pusateri example, where someone was charging, I think, $30 for, for hand sanitizers, uh, and, uh, and he went uh, off on it and, and, and publicly shamed them, uh, you know, it resulted in the, in the president or CEO of Pusateri having to apologize and refund the money of those who, have, who bought the sanitizer at that price. It's that kind of stuff, I think, that, that people in, in, in crisis, they want to see from their leaders. They want to see somebody who's authentic. They want to see somebody who's out there who's being transparent uh, and being tough when they need to be tough, John, quite frankly, uh, and also being empathetic when when the time needs. Uh, this is not the time for, for politicians to get out there and just, you know, get out and, and speak in the public for the sake of trying to get out there. They need to have announcements. They need to talk to people about what's going on and be truthful about the situation and also be tough when it needs to be tough. And I think that, you know, we saw that in the prime minister. And as I said, I, I mentioned that he made a couple of, a couple of gaffes with respect to the um, uh, to the power grab uh, sort of clause that had to be clawed back and so forth. But he, you know, he basically said, look, for those who are coming home from uh, from Florida during the March break, and there was about a million people that were coming home over the last last weekend. He basically said, enough's enough. Stay home and, and keep home. And I think that level of anger or that level of of passion, I think, is is needed every once in a while, and I think that uh, the Canadians and, and certainly Ontarians here in Ontario, but they see that in the leader, and then they they they'll give them approval. We saw that with uh, Premier Legault, which is why his approval ratings are through the roof. He's been doing that every day for the last couple of weeks. Again, with John Capobianco, uh, he's a public affairs consultant in Fleischman Hilliard's Toronto office, and I've always known you, John, as a fiscal conservative. Uh, 
I don't know if you can avoid wincing when we talk about the numbers, the deficit going up to $117 billion. That's not the debt. That's the deficit for the coming year. Are the days of deficits and debt concerns pretty much an afterthought going forward? Yeah, I think it is, uh, without a doubt. I, this is not the time. Uh, you know, you've gotten you've got conservative parties uh, across the country, uh, in other other in government or in opposition, basically saying, "Look, we, this is not the time for us to have the, the penny pinch and, and to worry about these kinds of things." As long as the money is being spent in the right areas uh, and is being accounted for, uh, and the legislation is being looked after in a way that it should be looked after, I think uh, you know even the most fiscal conservatives, uh, those like uh, me and others. You know, are prepared to say, look, we've got to spend what we can to get this uh, to get this economy back on on track. Not only not only building a foundation now for for what needs to happen, but also when we get to the other side of this crisis, we want to make sure that there is the fiscal uh, uh, responsibility and prowess to be able to get us back uh, on track uh, in a normal times. I'm going to be talking about that throughout the course of the afternoon. I'll let you run along right now. Enjoy the rest of your Friday and your your weekend. Stay healthy. And uh, we'll talk down the road, John. All the best. You as well, John. To you and your team. John Capobianco, again, he's a public affairs consultant in Fleischman Hilliard's Toronto office. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio. 